feel we, we got spoiled, right? It was with those 60s and shit we were having, which also brought down the coho, though. But you That's s- true. You said that wasn't super early, though. Why does it sound so echoey? No, usually, if I'm remembering correctly, it's like the first week or second week of March when they start hitting real hard. Okay. So that's about when they came in, man. Then, yeah. yeah, they were like a week early. That was about it. Okay. See, I started reading up on it because, in all honesty, I really wasn't sure. Like we were talking about the other day, you know, I knew there was always like a spring run of coho, but I didn't like – because there's a fall run, right? That's when they come in to breed, to mm-hmm. spawn. Yeah. But the, the the spring is just them coming down to the south end of the lake chasing the bait fish. I just know they're usually there. I mean, shit, it was – it had to be 12 years ago now. I was on winter break, and that was, what, like January something in high school when they gave us winter break. They covered Christmas and New Year's, and I think it was like days. January 1st or 2nd. We were standing out on the pier. Catching coho in a cutoff because it was 62 degrees. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. We had a pretty mild winter, though, honestly. We yep. had like a stretch where it was pretty chilly down here. I think the northern half of Michigan has been getting hit, and, uh, been getting hit pretty bad with some pretty uh, intense. Um, last I looked, so that little spitting storm we had the other day where we got like two inches of accumulation. Mm-hmm. Supposedly the UP got like a foot. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they were calling for. So, I haven't talked to anybody up there in a while, so. I guess if you got a snowmobile, you're yeah. all about it, which well, pretty much everybody does up there anymore, yeah? They call them snow machines up there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've always thought about buying one, but I'm like, the minute I do, we're going to go through one of them stretches where we don't have a don't buy one. flake of snow. Don't ever buy one. No. I Even if we anyway. do have snow, you should not buy one. I am way too clumsy and and. Accident just accident prone. prone, yeah. That's just not a good idea for me. No, that's the same reason I'm not ever going to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just not. No bueno. Allie appreciates that. Yeah, I got a kid now. Got to gotta watch that shit. Which, A, is why we've been kind of uh, taking a hiatus for a while. Not on purpose. <laughs> we've just been busy as hell. Both of us, really. Yeah, not so much on my part. I mean, I have been busy with side jobs and whatnot, but... It's been you with the kid and starting your own business. And I can't do it by myself, so. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely uh, been a little hectic around here. So the Big Buck contest went well, though. We were a little, uh, we apologize yeah. for being so sloppy for that episode. We didn't really do any itinerary because we didn't know what to expect. Well, we needed to get with Chris a little bit more beforehand. I don't think he quite knew because he didn't know how many people were going to show up. I mean, that that was like twice the size he expected it to Hell be. Hell of a turnout. He I mean, it was awesome, but next year we'll definitely expect more. We'll have a bigger venue, and we'll know kind of how to run through it. Hopefully we can get everybody introduced and, like, get their bucks entered an hour before we start recording so we can get a list of people. Yeah, like that first guest we had on, the guy that ended up winning. Um, yeah. You know, Chris had a pretty good idea because he stalks that that group, you know, I mean, he's just watching people, watching Facebook in general, like for giant bucks in the area. And he's always recruiting people to get on the page so they can bring their bucks, right? So he's got a pretty good idea of who's coming and who's probably going to end up getting, you know, at least in the, be in the top five or whatever. Uh, so next year, I think we're going to sit down, like an, like you said, like an hour before or something and just kind of run through some guests where it's nice and quiet and everybody can hear. 
before right. the actual contest. Because next year, it sounds like me and you are going to be doing most of the announcing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Surprise! <laughs> it's the first I'm hearing of this. Mm-hmm. He likes to do that. Yeah. But it'll be, it was it was great. There was a huge turnout. A lot of big bucks, man. That was so much fun. Just, you know, that's a... Can you hold that up for the camera? Can they can see it? I don't think anybody's... We've had that on camera yet. That was the buck I, I shot this have. year. Yeah. I'm not positive, but it's a nice one to show off anyhow. Got that weird left side on there. Mm-hmm. That goofy one. I entered it. I think my... Uh, well, because they couldn't get the scores done as quick as they thought they were going to be able to. Because there was only one guy doing What were the you, 127 and 3 eighths? Yeah, I was only 127 and some change. I don't know if it was 3 eighths or whatever. But um, uh, anyway, they only had – it was the Yoder guy, Dan Yoder, doing the yeah. doing the scoring. And there were so many entries. It took him a couple days to kind of get everything squared off. But um, I think next year I think they're going to have – they're going to have to have somebody else – Helping them out. With I that. imagine they're going to have multiple people. And actually, that size of the venue down there at Ground Zero ended up working out about perfect. With as much as they had brought into the range area, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was a little crowded, and I saw some people filter out. But Well, when I was listening to that episode back, we kept talking about, man, we're going to need a bigger venue next year. We said it like four times. But I, honestly, I think it worked out perfect where we were. And plus, you know, supporting the local bow shop. So Right. It's nice. I mean... If we could get a bigger one, if more people show up next year, mm-hmm. that'd be great. If it stays the same size, we'll be okay. But I think Chris is trying to grow it as much as he can. He was thinking about doing like a turkey contest this year. Yeah, you get all excited about turkeys and turkey love, season. and love turkey. I can't. You will, I'm telling I'd you. I'd just rather they let us shoot him in the head with a freaking rifle. That's just, that's not. It's not sporting. Yeah, you shoot a turkey in the head at 100 yards with a fucking twenty two. Oh, I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Big old thunder chickens just bobbing their head well, out there the whole time. Like I said, my favorite part personally of hunting turkeys is getting them within, I mean, bow range essentially because you're hitting them with a shotgun in the yeah. face. You know, uh, that's what's fun and talking back to them. And you can get the hens in that close all day. It's not a lot of truth, those. I know. Speaking of which, there's a huge flock of turkeys around here. My God. There's a couple huge flocks that make a massive population. Yeah, I've heard people talk about driving by a certain intersection right around the corner here uh, where there's they're always hanging out this time of year with the deer and everything else. Yep, and there's about 100, All the geese. 100 um, to 150 turkeys yeah. in the field. I've heard people other like unintentionally eavesdropped on other people's conversations, you know, talking about that mm-hmm. shit. Sitting down at counties. <laughs> <laughs> One was at Meyer. <laughs> oh, okay. I can only count five times I've been down there. Yeah. That's yeah. from like last October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll shut down for a while. <laughs> Lost a regular. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but uh yeah, dude, I I'm always getting stoked for turkey season, man. Especially like once you hit this time of year, like early early to mid March and you start getting those little warm up teases. Yeah. It's like, okay. The fall spring. Well, because there's no more ice fishing, might as well hang that up. There was no ice fishing down here to begin with. I know what do we have? Like a three day season? No, we didn't have a season. Yeah. You wouldn't have caught my ass out on the lake. We went ever. out. I know you were definitely giving me and my brother shit. We went out, didn't catch a fucking thing, not even a nibble. And it was so funny because he, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on here, but uh, <laughs> he has this new camera, right? The underwater camera and shit. Yeah, you can drop it down and look all around down on the bottom. And he was so excited to show that off. 
And we didn't even see a fish on the fucking camera. <laughs> it wasn't like they just were there not biting. They just wasn't there. Well, because we, we've always heard about, you know, people going to the, the channels on Juno. Yeah, Juno hitting, and hitting the, channels, hitting the channels. They're all over the channels, right? So we figured we'd try it. Uh, we went to Cory. Went to Cory Lake first. Yeah. Didn't see shit. Didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't see shit. Didn't catch shit. Went to the, the channels and it was like... It was like the pier when the steel had her running. There was like shoulder to That's shoulder. That's what I don't like. It was ridiculous. I'm like, and it's a huge lake. Didn't yeah. realize how big that place is, but it's big. And everybody was in one little tiny spot. Am I? Well, Nobody was catching fish, were they? Every once in a while, somebody yank up one or two. But it was like, it's like Pull one of them things. Tinker. It's like, you know, somebody says, holy shit, they're catching them in the, in the fucking channels. And it takes one asshole to mention that in a bait shop, and then everybody's there, you know. It's like, should have been here yesterday, because that's when they were here. Now they're all, you know. Different pe- channel. In everybody's freezer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think early spring is going to be a good time for it. We didn't have much of an ice season, so. I'm looking forward to I think the they've, fishing. I think they've kind of forgotten what a hook and line is at this point. Yeah. Go out there and hit them real hard when the water gets above 30 degrees. I tried going out for coho the one day uh, for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I tried for a couple hours that night. I ran into Chad on the pier, and it was, I mean, it was hot the day before. You go down there and limit out in 20 minutes with one rod. That day, it was hot like that, but the wind shifted a little bit, and that water started coming out of the river. Just made it muddier than hell. Two hours before I could get down there, completely shut off. I got there about 4 o'clock. If I would have got there at noon, everybody on the pier said I would have had my limit in like 10 minutes. I heard a lot of people catching them from the beaches, too, down at Waco. Um, yeah, they've been surf casting for them. Which is why I what uh, made me kind of look it up, because I'm like, Waco's quite away from the river, really. There's also a creek right there, so if they were coming up, that's technically a trout stream. There's a creek that dumps. I know, out. I know exactly what when you're talking about. That's a that's a designated trout stream. I've literally caught rainbow trout in that stream. What time of year? Uh, well, it was warm enough to be at the beach, so I'm just curious. Pretty I, sure that was summer. Because it looked to me like one of them dr- creeks that kind of like will get like dried up a lot of times. Like it didn't look that big at all. It's smaller than the one here. It gets really shallow, but. I can't remember who else I was talking to. Somebody else I know has caught rainbows in there, too. It makes sense that the they'd run and spawn up there just because right. it's right off the lake, obviously. That's why I went and checked it out. But I'm I'm talking like little, true rainbow, like Native, natives, natives yeah, yeah, out of a trout stream, like little six to ten inch rainbows. Have you checked to see if the DNR stocks that one? I, I wouldn't think they would. Hell no. I can't imagine they would. I That's so small. Either, right? You'd be surprised, though. You'd be surprised because they stocked. Uh, I, they, I don't. I haven't checked the numbers to see if they're still doing it. But like uh, the Brandywine Creek in Niles, that's a little bit bigger though. I guess that's 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 yeah, a big okay, type yeah. I've, one. I've never been down to the Brandywine, so I don't know. You never never fished that? Nope. I mean, it ain't shit now. When I when I was living in Niles, there was like a two year stretch where I would stop in, and dude, in ten minutes, I could at least go down there and catch a keeper, brown trout. There's rainbows in there too, but. Uh, but they stocked it with both rainbows and oh, nice and uh, browns. Um, Whoa. Woo. That was offensive. 
<laughs> abrasive, sir. Abrasive. No, offensive. That was offensive, too. Also. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's all you catch down there a lot of times with the rainbows, though. Little bait stealers, you know? Yeah. Little five, six inches, not enough yep. to take home. But brown trout all day. But the last couple times I was down there, I think we talked about it before. Nothing. I, I think I got hmm. a bite. Little nibble. That was it. Um, well, when but, you go trout fishing, you're not exactly looking for the big old 20 inches, anyways. You're looking for eaters. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, a lot of people catch the big ones and they just let them go because they don't even want to don't want to eat them. Right. And, I mean, you were telling me the other day that even if it does come down a mountain of fish, you just don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about that because I what the discussion was. Because we were looking, we were in my living room. We just got like a new couch and stuff, and we're kind of rearranging everything. We're talking taxidermy, and I'm like, man, a fish would look cool in here, right? Like a nice stuffed bass, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. With everything else, like a turkey mount, like the one behind me, or like any deer mount ever, I feel like I would, it would make me feel dirty if it wasn't my animal that I killed or caught and I'm displaying. A fish, for some reason. I don't give a rat's ass. I'll go buy a fucking bass and throw it on my wall. I, I don't know why it's like that, though. Because maybe just because most of them are... damaged. Maybe just because most of them are replicas anyway. You know what I mean? I mean, even being a replica, they do replica deer mounts and stuff, too. But I don't think it's the replica thing. It's that most fish look the same. They don't have... There's not too many with distinct characteristics. Like, you look right. at... This buck versus the one you just took off the wall, your 10 point. And it's mm-hmm. like, that one had the the rhinos and it's perfectly symmetrical. And then this one obviously is totally different. It's got the fucked up left side and it's all clubbed out at the bottom. And mm-hmm. No, I, I know what you, I'm, I see what you mean. I just, maybe that's why. I don't know. It's just, but you, you disagreed. Yeah, no, because I've, I've caught some unique ones that it's like we were talking about up in Canada, the smallmouth up there are just, they're massive. I feel like smallmouth, though, is almost – because they almost are unique when you catch them just because of their Some patterns. Them, yeah. I got – the one of the biggest ones I've caught is like your typical – it's a nice dark brown. You can mm-hmm. see the, the lateral lines real good or the vertical lines on it. And it's your typical smallmouth you see in a book. But I got two others that were about the same size. One of them was golden, like damn near the color of the trim on this table – it was so light in color. And the other one that was that big, these were all like six to seven pounds. I should have brought them home, but it was Canada. And the other one was the first one I ever caught up there. And it was just dark. I mean, it was almost black. Yeah. All three different. Yeah, I'm just, just yeah, because smallmouth, I think a lot of it, I mean, their pattern in general, I feel like little trout same way right like not every single one of them i don't think is identical right they're not um that and the fact that yeah like different temperature water different size mm-hmm. uh watersheds or whatever like you're gonna have different coloration and stuff like that so i'm like smallmouth and trout i guess kind of fall into that i think I, maybe i feel dirty about that but well, like your standard largemouth or like some, walleye like walleye crappie catfish which we were talking about catfish the other day, too. Yeah, we were talking about that. The uh, I don't know if they still deny it or not, but 
everybody always told me that there's no blue cats in the St. Joe River, mm-hmm. and I call bullshit on that because I've caught them. And me and you were talking. You said that blue cats and channel cats. Completely different species. Or there's blue channel and blue cats. I don't think there's, I don't think it's blue channel. I think they can interbreed, but I wouldn't, I, I don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's something I was told when I was a kid and I haven't looked into it. Mm-hmm. That's how that whole fish conversation started. Now I think about it because we we're talking about mushy fish when the meat's nasty. Yeah, because you got um, you got some flathead one summer, and mm-hmm. it was just it was warm, and man, you can still keep them like that, but there's a process to cleaning them damn things when it's that hot out. Well, I'll tell you how I normally do catfish if it's big enough. Uh, skin it, right? Gut it, skin it, and then I I just like wrap it and throw some like just lemon pepper butter. Chunks on the bone? Lemon. Yeah. No. Now, see, that's what I, I know. I know where you're going. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. So that's what I tried doing with the the one, that flathead. Yeah. Didn't work out at all. And the bone structure was completely different. The The first one I ever tried that on was, was see, this is where I don't know if it was a blue or if it was a, a channel cat or a blue channel cat, whatever you want to call it. But it was, it was a darker grayer tint and it was good size. It was big. Yeah. But that meat, it was still out of the St. Joe, same waterway. Uh, but it was, you know, the meat was more firm. Uh, I think that could, could have a lot to do with the temperature, obviously. But right. But the bone structure itself, like it had thick ribs that just came down. There was no Y bones or anything. There shouldn't have been any Y bones in a in any catfish. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there was there was no that that flathead. I want to say it was that was the one where there was like a lot of. A lot of bullshit bones I was trying to pick through. That doesn't make any sense. They should have the same bone structure unless that one had, like, when you gutted it, you cut some. I might have. Might have just damaged some shit. They've got, like, your rib cage that comes around, your spine running down the middle. Mm-hmm. They've All fish have it. They've got that one set of bones that comes off the rib cage and out with the lateral line. You find them in bluegill and stuff, mm-hmm. even if you take the ribs out, if they're big enough. Those are really, really heavy on flatheads. You might have been pulling those out. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It was so long ago, dude. It was like right. years and years ago. But, but yeah, I mean that's normally how I do catfish, though. But a lot of people do like the nuggets, right? They, yeah. Which I, I feel like if you took a mushier, like that flathead, it was like a mushier texture, yeah. and like maybe like par freezed it. You and then chunked it up like the nuggets i think that might have been good you're supposed to put them in an ice bath and it helps like you can see the different colors in the meat then and you got to cut off all like the yellow and the red stuff because it's fatty or it's a bloodline Mm -hmm. you cut all that out and then you can it's nice firm white meat but if you get any of that stuff in there it's just like getting gristle off a steak it's like mushy and nasty and is yeah so actually i don't think the only other catfish I've kept since that flathead was uh, that one I pulled out of the pond at the farm I was telling you about, and that one was a bluish, bluish one in tint. The channel cats can get bluish tint to them too. That's why you got to look at the the anal fin has a different number of spines, and the tails are different, and the heads are different. Mm-hmm. So you've got to look at all that because, like you said, the clarity of water, the color or temperature of the water, it all matters on what color the fish is. Mm-hmm. I've caught flathead that are green. I've caught them brown. I've caught some that are almost black. Shit. A lot of the same. A lot of the St. Joe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought about heading down to the St. Joe right down by the mouth uh, on the pier and fishing for some cats. Just for it's, something to do, just because it's easy, you know? It's a good spot, but not this time of year. No, because they do like a run, too. Yeah, a spawn run. I don't know. I want to say they do. But or maybe I'm thinking the, of suckers. The water's too cold. Suckers do run there. Yeah. And there's different species of suckers. I know that. There's the... Uh, there's white suckers, red horse suckers, hognose suckers, long... I think longnose, I'm not sure. There's like six different kinds in the yeah. same Joe. Whatever. The ones that cracked me up, I think they're the, the red ones with the, the weird mustache looking things. You know what I'm talking about? They got like a weird... I'm going to sound like an idiot, but <laughs> they look funny anyway. Next time I catch one, I'll take a picture and send I'll it say to you. They, they all look pretty much the same. They just have different colored well, pins and a little different oh, snout. No, because when I was down, when you know the Pucker Street Dam used to be in when I lived in Niles, I'd fish yeah. down there all the time, and you'd catch. It's funny, because if you caught one sucker, you'll catch a fucking million of them, and that's all you're going to catch. We need to do that, though. We need to go and get some this spring or summer, whenever they start running. I, it's been so long, I can't remember. But we need to get in the river and do some pickled sucker. Yeah, because when you pickle them, the, no bones. Yep. Yeah, because the meat's good. I've kept a couple of them. Oh, it's fantastic. Meat, but, but it's the pin bones. That's the name I was thinking of, not Y bones. Okay. Yeah, you were probably getting them big ones off the side of the ribs. Yeah. Because pin bones are in salmon. Mm-hmm. But suckers, they've got, they're called Y bones, but I've pulled them out, and they they look like a damn bow tie, not a Y. I'm sorry. They're on suckers. Oh, gotcha. And they're just, they're everywhere. Yeah. But the meat's good. It's like flaky. Oh, yeah. It's better than bluegill. Ooh, that's a bold statement. I'm willing to stick behind it. Oh, shit. That was in the fucking face. Right in the face. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, we're just going to go to this one for that. Well, when I throw my bottle at you, you know why. I apologize. <laughs> You're still laughing, so. I can't fuck. That was some Doc Holiday shit. <laughs> Fucking quick draw McGraw. Oh, my bad. I, meant to... I don't think he's sorry. He's laughing way too hard. <clears throat> sorry. At least you looked away. Usually I'm a lot twitchier than that, too. Now oh, he knows shit. why. I don't know if I can recover from that. That was fucking funny. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, so we, we, we've been on the whole uh, the fish mount thing, how you've got nothing against just stealing somebody's shit and putting it in your house. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds so bad. Sorry, not stealing. Paying to claim their shit. Well, I mean, shit. To me, it's like, it, honest to God, a fish mount is more artwork than anything. Hell yeah, that's why I said make a shadow box out of it for a table in your living room. The glass top awesome. table, do a shadow box with the full fish mount, swimming through a stream bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you can go trap a mink and get a mink eating a salmon on the side of a river bank. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. I've seen a lot of the coffee tables with the beavers, the beavers in there. Oh. <laughs> I've always wanted a stuffed beaver. <laughs> All right, then. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Went from need your meat jokes to stuffed beavers in a coffee table. Hey, I never made a need your meat joke. That was you and some other lady. I know. That was just funnier than hell. <laughs> I was dying last night. Oh, Not that, literally. That was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, 
Yeah, off the stuffed beaver. Sandhill? Did you want to talk about the Sandhills? And how I think it's bullshit that's... we can't fucking kill them because I keep well, watching them land across the road? Sandhills and doves, too. It's like running out of pigeons in the barn across the street, but... Horseshit. The fact that we can go out and shoot pigeons anytime because they're a nuisance species, they're invasive, all that. But doves, they're like, it's a songbird. Speaking of pigeons, not to get too far off track, but can we talk about the pigeon that fucking <laughs> Oh, man. That was fantastic. So it was a couple weeks ago. Tyfke, uh was helping me with my business. We were, we were putting up a fence uh, all Sunday long. And we were putting up a panel. And I told him before we even got there, like the, the size of these damn pigeons at this house, uh, they're huge. Like they're the size of fucking like meat chickens, you know. Anyway, we're putting up a panel. I hear a flock of pigeons fly above us and then there's power lines right and then i hear <laughs> and then Tyke's asking me if the shit's level and i'm like what because i'm staring at the pigeon just spiral down across the street and land in some bushes <laughs> we both saw it crash i'm like did that just what did, what the hell just happened middle middle of benton harbor <laughs> and i was like well shit so we walked over there and sure as shit it was dead yeah, yeah, it was dead. So then um, <laughs> we were gonna go back and, you know, because just I'm working on this people's house. I'm, I got my name on both of our backs. Right. I'm not gonna go grab a dead pigeon, and be like dinner, and throw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was gonna wait till we left, and by then, shit, we were there for so damn long. Thanks, Connie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that out. Yeah. Nah, nah. Fuck them. Uh, but yeah, but we were there for so long that there was there no was, way that meat was still wasn't good. But I'm telling you, that would have been the size of a Tyson chicken breast. I swear to God, it's fucking huge. When you can normally go up and grab a pigeon and like grab it like a beer bottle, and that one was like, let me just grab this fucking deer skull and <laughs> <laughs> I just I've never seen just a damn bird just fucking straight up fly into a little. I don't know well, what the fuck it was. It was a power okay. line, but... The, okay, the those are supposed thing. to be insulated. We were talking about this, and that's why I moved right. any wires on the ground. Like, I don't think that's good. That <laughs> whole situation is probably live, and it's not supposed to be. And you were working with one of the most accident-prone people on the planet. Yeah. That'd be a fun one to explain to your fiancé. What happened? Uh, he turned in the powder when he grabbed that cord. <laughs> Yeah, he tripped over it and said, fuck this thing, and then he went to grab it, and it just, you know, he grabbed the exposed end, like he's not supposed to. <laughs> but god damn it, we should be able to shoot doves too, though. You know what I mean? I know. Doves and sandhills, the population's high for both of them. In time out, I'll say this. Like, when I lived in the, the south part of the county, by the Indiana border, uh, th- there was, like, doves, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't like you see them all the time. I moved up here in farm country. Holy shit. That was the first thing I noticed I moved up here is the amount of doves it's lining the, corn, the power dude. lines. Yeah. They love the cornfields. Yeah. And they, t- they, I mean, the farmers don't like it. Sunflowers, they'll tear all them up. Like, Huss, come here, buddy. Get away from the corn. Lay down. Lay down. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's fucking garbage. Because, I mean, pigeons, people scoff at the idea of eating pigeons because they're pigeons. Right. But they really shouldn't. I mean, it's good meat. I think so. Anyway. Tastes pretty much just like venison to me. Uh, I, uh, people ask me, and I say the first thing I say is it's duck. 
It tastes like mallard duck. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Darker meat. Huss, boys, would you lay the fuck down or get out? Do something. Um, that's, I mean, that's the that's the closest comparison I can come up with, and it's good. I mean, it's really good meat. It's tender, too. And Allie, you know, she's she, she scoffs at it because she's like, you know, she runs a horse barn. Right. She thinks, she's convinced that the pigeons just eat horse shit all day. Oh, man, they're picking up bugs and grain and stuff. They ain't eating your horse shit. Yeah, that's so why when, when I shoot them and, you know, you open up their crop, there's corn and bird seed, you know? It's like they're they're not scavenging around shit piles. No, I mean, and they're, they're fucking good. Like you said, at least we can shoot them damn things. Speaking of which, anybody has a pigeon problem, get a hold of me and type you. We'll bring the pellet gun. Right. Pellet gun 410, whatever. Neither one puts a hole in a barn roof. The pellet gun works but, out really nice, by the way. But yeah, as far as getting a season on that, that's just, it takes so many people contacting representatives in their state. It's like, just me and you doing it isn't going to do shit. There's got to be thousands of people that just ride their ass, say, hey, we need this. This needs to be on a ballot. It shouldn't be put up to necessarily popular vote. It should be put up to the damn DNR. Yeah. Give a biologist the power to say, there's this many in the area. It can support this many. You can take this many without hurting the population. Give the power to somebody that knows the damn science well, behind it. Okay, so their their issue with the sandhills, though, because that gets a little screwy because they're a migratory bird, right? That's fine. There's other states that have seasons on them. Right, exactly. But I'm, I'm, I, th- I figured maybe that threw them into a different kind of category. It's federal. As, yeah. It's federal. But doves are migratory, too. So are blue jays, actually. Anyway. Oh, we don't shoot those. No. No. <laughs> but um, they're nice birdies. Yeah, they're assholes. Um, Dude, okay. Not to, not to change the topic, but remember when I hit the dove with my truck and it got stuck in the krill? <laughs> You're like, I'm not eating that. You blew the thing up. I hit a robin on the way to your house. That's why I had the hood up looking underneath there because it hit the same spot, but it didn't stick. Like, damn it. Something about your truck. It's not just that one, man. It's me and birds. I've hit like every kind of bird imaginable on the road. Yeah, I'm trying to, like last year, I remember you sent me a weird text saying you hit something. What was it? Peacock. Yes. (laughs) Fucking peacock. You hit a fucking peacock. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? Come running out of a cornfield. I thought it was a turkey. I wasn't going to swerve doing 60 at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then it's like, oh, shit. It's a peacock. That was somebody's pet. (laughs) Wow. Well. Did you grab it? No, I was going to get it on the way back from work or at least stop and ask. And it was gone. So I'm like, okay, they know. Or something got it. I wonder how peacock tastes. I don't know. They live to be pretty old, though, don't they? I'm sure it's probably... I have no idea how old they live to be captivity or wild. I know they're from India. That's where they're from? I thought they were yep. from South America. Just guessing. Just because they're... There may be some in South America, but the when I looked it up, their origins was like Asia and India. Really? That's weird. Hmm. I don't know. We got a lot of invasive stuff from over there. 
All them rich people that moved over on the boats way back when decided that they wanted to bring the cool shit with them. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, if they were flying around, we could see how they taste. <laughs> Speaking of taste, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now in exotic species, but iguana. Oh, down in Florida? It sounds like there's open season on iguanas down there. There is. And they're fucking delicious. I don't know. I've heard both sides of that, though. I've heard people say they're tough and kind of like, they use the term lizardy, probably just because it's a lizard. It's like people calling goats goaty. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Like, it's a reptile, so it's probably going to be a little bit different than a damn <laughs> chicken, but... A little chew, a little, little lizardy, you know what I mean? Right. I'm sure their hams are fucking iguanas I'm talking about. I think it's just the tail that you eat, dude. I don't think you eat the hams. I don't think there's enough meat. Really? Unless you get one of the really, really big ones. I just think it'd be fun as shit because you'd be doing Florida a favor to go down with like a 17 and a 22 and just smoke no, a bunch of iguanas. Pelagons. It's mostly residential where they're at from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. You've got to use bows and pelagons. You're not using just a tape centerfire. A, tape a water bottle on the end like I did out here with a 350. I, I so don't think that's going to work, man. <laughs> I want to see you shoot that 350 with that on there because yeah. I got money that says it's coming off the end of that Ooh, barrel. About six more of these. We'll give her a shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh we came home, got the, the kid in bed, and I was taking a piss. <laughs> and literally, probably 30 feet from where my damn uh, bathroom window was, where I was standing, the whole pack just let loose coyotes, just going nuts. And I, so, first thing I did, like an idiot, was just open the window. Yeah, for no made reason. Allie so happy. Yeah, when she got up four hours later to use the said restroom, and it was like forty degrees in that bitch, she was <laughs> she wasn't very happy with the. Uh, but so in the meantime, I like you know ran out of there, pants halfway down my knees, got out, got the three fifty, which was the only thing I had within reach. I guess that would have been effective, and quickly took masking tape and a fucking water bottle and went right around the barrel. And then got out on the deck in shorts and a hunting coat. Nice. And got on it. I don't even think I told you this. I got down on a knee and like I tried doing the. And like had the gun up on the table out there. Nothing. If they I would have had that thermal that I've been holding on to for months. Yeah. Literally since the beginning of December. If I would have had that with me. Would have been great. I literally gave Probably it back to him. Found something. Literally gave it back to him last week. Oh, I know. And, it's, and they were—I mean, they were right there. It was in my truck. I gave. They it They were back so to him. close, and and you gave me <laughs> shit because you're like, "Oh, Mister, I don't like cats. I, I only like one cat." <laughs> but I was a little worried about my little buddy. He still tried to pet the other one at the barn, and they didn't like it because it's an asshole cat. It's a look at these little munchkins. What the? F- yeah, oh. let's just ride dirt bikes down okay. the road. That's fucking legal. Wild hogs, baby. Yeah. Those are those assholes that are always making all the racket down there, I think. Unless they're going to uh, Allie's parents' neighbors. But anyway. No idea. Mm. What were we talking about? Coyote well, hunting Yeah, you, you were talking about the coyotes going off and you got into thermals. And I think that's a good transition right there. Mm-hmm. We did a little bit that's, of free work. Yours had, uh, so that's Pete's and it, that's got the the thermal on it. Yes. Very effective. Not a night vision or infrared. It's a thermal. So 
I want him to listen to this too because he tells Allie the other day, he says, yeah, your fiance wants me to buy a, a thermal monocle. He's trying to talk me into buying a thermal monocle. And I'm like, no. So we went hunting and he was like, man, it'd be nice if we could just look and not have to have the damn gun. Night vision. Right. Well, the night or vision. Or IR. Well, yes, both to both of those. But like I told so he wanted me to look into it, gave me a, a ceiling budget, and it was like, you know, just find me something for when we come back, we can order it. Okay, so doing some research, but honest to God, he wanted something he could wear, right? That was the first thing right. when you were talked about because you're like, that's a bad idea. You don't want to look through a thermal monocle right, for that long. It'll fuck your eyes up. I didn't really believe you until the other night when I was out there and I had that gun scope up to my head for yep. probably – it was probably only like five minutes just watching. Oh, man, it'll get you. Yeah, it about fell off the ladder coming back down. It makes your brain like – because it refocuses on that, and then you open both eyes, and you're like, wait a minute. Some wires are crossed. I can't see. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So first and foremost, they don't make a thermal that you can just wear. Probably for, because of that. Right, for recreation. There was, there was one uh, ATN makes one monocle – that uh, you can buy the headgear to like put mount it to like a helmet for like uh, tactical use. Okay. Yeah. Which similar to what they use for the military. Right. But like after you know my little experience out there and you saying what you said, I'm like no, I'm, we're not gonna do that. So if you have one like I've seen where they make them, it's one in the center and it covers both of your eyes where it comes down. That I think would be fine. It's when one eye gets focused. I couldn't even find those. I know what you're talking about, but because okay. I thought the same thing, but I couldn't find one, and I looked my ass. You off. might have to go to a specialty shop, like go down to uh, uh, Black Arsenal or something, and see if mm-hmm. Chad can find it. Well, and then it was weird too because also I thought thermal was thermal, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's you know you get on the higher end of things, there's going to be you know more sensitive right uh, sensors or blah 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 blah, but. No, man. I mean, there's there, there's quite a there was quite a big a price difference between stuff. I'm like, it looks like the same shit. And you start reading, there's different uh, different refresh rates. You know, uh, your ranges, how far you can actually reach out and detect something. Then there's uh, the fusion, which I think is pretty cool for detection. So, like, you know, when you're looking through a thermal, you either have white hot or black hot, right? And some of these options have the the in the fusion, which is like red, yellow, like green. Whatever. Right. So it's like super bright. You can't fucking miss it. Uh, you start reading the reviews on a lot of them. Some of them have good sensors, but they can't look through brush as well. Um, and then the ones that we and I ended up settling on for like the top three or four that I sent him for options were ones that you can actually stream. So you can, that was funny. I, that you were me. <laughs> that was me. It's <laughs> combination. <laughs> but the, uh, so it's a monocle, right? So our idea was mount it outside. Yep. Mount it outside of the blind, and then you can stream the monocle to a, uh, either an iPad screen or little TV screen. We have the, that blind I built for Pete out there. Yeah. It's huge. So there's, you've got it set up. And we have power out there now, too. So there's, we have options. Um, and maybe do like a little motorized thing or even just so you can like reach out the window and move it if you want. Uh, that's the way to go. Yeah. I but mean, wearing one would be a – it'd be so cumbersome. And I, I get it. Pete's never dealt with that kind of thing. and Most people haven't. Mm-hmm. But me being blind, even not being night vision, like I dropped my binoculars out of the tree stand this year. So anytime I was scanning far away, 
I was looking through my scope. And I've always been like that. You do that I, squirrel hunting. Yep. I gave you a pair of binoculars and you still use your scope. I have only been squirrel hunting one time since. Oh, you're right. You're right. And that was supposed to be like a rabbit hunt where. That was a shit show is what it was. It was fun. It was fun. Hey, I killed shit. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> well, that was a. Not to get too sidetracked, but when when you go out small game hunting, I've realized you either got to go for one thing or the other. Yep. You can't well, go out looking at the sky or at the trees and the fucking ground or you'll drive yourself nuts. Hey, I can claim a rabbit in a stump on that one. The squirrel was all three of us. I found shot from everybody. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a number five. That's a number eight. That's a number. S- what the hell? <laughs> Classic fox squirrel doing the dance. Oh, yeah. You know. 12 shots later, hits the ground. Anyway, back to thermals. What were you saying? Sorry. You were in the middle of saying something, I feel like. Oh, with it, like, not wanting to have the monocle on or whatnot Mm. for too long. But it's not just thermal or night vision that does that. It's any scope. If you look through any scope with one eye for too long, which I don't understand how they do spotting scopes and stuff, that's got to... I mean, I know you're in it for a little bit, and then you come up. Spotting scopes fuck with me. I can I can look through my knockers for a while. I can get up right. on, on a tit and just, you know how it is. You can just sit there and scan with those. And that's what I'm saying. When one eye focuses and the other one doesn't, and it changes to whatever power you have that scope set on, mm-hmm. it's like it's, if you're on it for 10 minutes scanning, looking at shit, and you pull back and open the other eye, this one's focused totally different than this one. And it, like, crosses shit in your head, and you just can't fucking see for five minutes. Well, you had to remember, too, is, you know, night vision's night vision, right? IR is IR, but thermal is a whole different ball game. It's like a – IR might actually be the, kind of the same thing, maybe, but it's not like looking through a regular scope. Like, it's a fucking computer screen. Like, you can't just – you can't right. look – unless you turn a thermal on, you can't see through it. It's like looking through an old-school black-and-white TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, because I mean, even like for people that never uh, put their eye up to one or whatever, like even it's it's weird because there's like a, a long rubber piece, almost like yep. you know what I mean, like when you're putting your eye into like a camera, yep, like a professional camera. That's, yeah, that's, movie. Yeah, someone that's, actually record movies and shit. Yeah, that that's what it reminds me of. And um, but anyway, yeah, because we were thinking like night vision. Obviously, you can get goggles. That he could wear, right. but um. Like I was telling him, I'm like, man, I, I feel like the whole point of thermal is for detection. And and it it does a – dude, it's awesome how far away it can pick something up. We were in my driveway, right? We're looking at shit almost 500 yards away across the road. You, now, yeah, you, you, I believe you, that's every bit of 450 out now there. Now, you can't tell exactly what it is most times. Like, you know, Right, that far out you don't know. But you get the heat signature and you see shit moving. Well, exactly. And that's, that's all that counts, especially like, you know – hunting out there in farm country where it's nothing but open fields this time of year, you know, to me, it just makes more sense to have the thermal. Now, if we could go back in time, I might talk them into like, maybe we should have done thermal detection and then went to night vision scope. I could see that be a little easier to see them when they come up close with the, because also night vision scope. what sucks about the thermal is you can't look through a window. That's true. Because, you know, the, the cool part about that big blind I built for us is the windows that fold up, you know, and they're big, yep. you know, so you can see, like, deer hunting's awesome. Mm-hmm. Or will be, because we didn't <laughs> have the windows when we went. But 
uh, yeah, you still sweat my ass off up there. Right, but like when every time we I've been out coyote hunting out there, it's like if you want to look, you got to open the damn window, which is cold, not a big fucking deal, but it's still the the process of like opening the window, then you got to get the gut out and kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, so and I've killed two coyotes out there. Probably could have killed a lot more, but I was uh <laughs> Oh, you already pissed Pete off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's just going up there to get his gun, and I decided, you know, he had to take a look through the thermal. Oh, happened to have the Fox Pro with him. <laughs> That's That story is half true. <laughs> that story is half true. So what happened was I shot that first coyote, and Pete was like, he called me. He's down in Florida on vacation. I'm holding on to the gun, right? So I went out there, hunted, shot one. He calls me the next day. He's like, just just stay out of there for a while until I come back, you know, and then we'll, we'll tear him up. But he was getting back in like a month and a half. <laughs> like, fuck, okay. And I actually did wait that time, I feel like. I, I, I did. And then he, he came back, and we were all excited to go out. The weather was perfect. There was snow on the ground, so I brought my 6.5 also. Right. So I could actually use that. And we could see, get out there, and the first things first, set up the, the Fox Pro, and then the remote was dead. Needed a new nine volt. So we called his son. Now, mind you, we're in the back fucking 40 of that property, like way the hell back. Sent his son out to go get us a nine volt after all that chaos. I'm still, he's an asshole. He, Pete says, maybe meet him by the pond. <clears throat> so I can see the damn pond and I'm on a two track where he could have very easily drove another hundred yards to me to just reach out the window and hand me the nine volt. But the son of a bitch made me walk the entire way to that <laughs> damn pond before I got my battery. And then went all the way back to the blind, out of breath, get it all back together. Okay, well, go to hit the call. The other half of the fucking call died. So organized. You guys have your shit so together when you do that stuff. I, I felt like such a dick. And I'm like, dude, I am so fucking sorry. I'm like, but it's a nice night. They're going to be out. At least we got the thermal. Fucking scope is dead, too. Nice. So we sat there and just got drunk. Because, I mean, that's the thing about the thermal. Though. Like I said, you can't just use it. You can't just look through it if it's not on. So we had my 6.5, but we had no intentions of using it at that point. We just sat there and drank whiskey and bullshitted the whole time. But And then... Was that when you had Aaron with you? No. That was the very first time. Okay. Before he left. And then, so then in between there, because then he left for another month or two and then was coming back. And in between there, I had... My 17 out there also because there's a shit ton of rabbits running around. And I went out there to grab that. But I also had that thermal scope with me anyway in the Jeep. So I'm like, well, why not just take it up to the blind, see what's going on. Had the Fox Pro, maybe give her a little ring, see if anybody answers. That's when he was sitting up on the hill in the pasture, huh? And I did have that fucking Jeep running. So it's half true. Because <laughs> he he was, I swear to God, he was he was. That's where he was between. Uh, these people don't know the layout, but uh, he was laying basically between me and the house. And then I hit the call, and I just watched him go all the way down by the creek, come all the way. I could hear his footsteps in the food plot when I shot him at like thirty yards. Damn. And I sent the picture to Pete, which I probably should have just not, because <laughs> he was yeah. like, "What the fuck am I? I was out here getting my other gun." <laughs> And he was here. I'm out here doing the Lord's work, protecting your flock. <laughs> this flock of pheasants. <laughs> Which Maybe. I'm pretty sure probably are no more. I saw the one. I took it. So he had 50 pheasants released. 
Yeah. Uh, in the fall. 25 roosters, 25 hens. And they were pretty wily birds. I actually thought they had have a chance for being farm-raised. They were, like, legit. I just think it – I don't know, man. It, it's hard with the, the cover and the fact that they've, they've been raised in captivity. I don't see it working <clears throat> very well, but – they la- I'm tell you this. The last one I saw was in February, and there was tracks everywhere in the snow, too. So Maybe. Maybe I they're th- just hiding. And that was after that big cold spell we had where it was like – yeah, singles and then and the negative. So, because usually that's what gets them, right? From what I understand, um, it's not necessarily the cold; it's the amount of snow. Because they can't eat, can't eat, can't find cover, can't move. Then damn coyotes come and eat them. I don't, I don't know that the moving is such a problem for them because you know they can fly, they float on top of the snow. But when the snow covers up all the ground nesting stuff. All the shrubs and covers up all the tall grass and stuff. Lays down that hay field and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what gets them. It's when the snow gets too deep and they can't hide from shit and they can't find their own food. Yeah, it sucks. I was hoping, like you know, they were gonna take. I, I shouldn't say that because I feel like there's still some out there. Might be that I we just can't see because now that the snow is gone. Let's go walk the, uh, the snow road property. See if there's any that migrated out there. He said they when he let him go. When he let him go, he was out there with one of his buddies and, and his buddy's wife. And he's like, you know, he called me laughing his ass off. He's like, dude, I thought it was going to be like, you know, when you let him out, it was going to be like when you hunt them, like how they like tuck their heads and make them dizzy and shit. Right. Spin them. He's like, dude, we opened the fucking cage and it was chaos. He said they fucking all flew out at the same time and that dude's wife got shit on. <laughs> and I guess she threw a fit. But it was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It happens, but super funny, I guess. But he, he said he was watching them fly all the way to the neighboring properties across Snow Road. <laughs> just <laughs> took off, and he He's was like, like, well, there they go. He's like, yeah, there's $1,000 now I'm a fucking pisser. <laughs> like, <just laughs> gone. But she did get a pretty decent price on those birds. I'm, I say 1000 I don't know what he paid for them, but I remember, right. I remember him telling me the price per bird, and it wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. Because usually I think they go for like 25 bucks a bird. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty twenty five something like that, but he got them for a lot cheaper than that. And they were good That's, birds, like I said. They weren't. I mean, they were flighty, flighty, flighty ish. <laughs> I don't know how you want to say it. They just spry. I don't know. It's like a spring chicken. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, there's still some out there. But like, I've been out there quite a bit though, even since the snow's melted, and I was hoping to at least see them like running around, but I haven't seen anything. Well, I wonder how that would fall in like pheasant season for michigan because there is still a pheasant season but if you release the damn bird they become state property bobby looked that up so like yeah yep so once they hit the ground it's the states man that sucks yep and i mean i'm assuming obviously if you have them like an aviary or something you're probably fine. But. Well, yeah, they're still captive at that point. Because yeah, at that point, they're livestock, right? Or not livestock, but pets, whatever. Yeah. But if you were to bring them, like, right out there and release them in the Thule's, you couldn't wait four hours and go shoot them unless it was October 14th. Yep. Isn't that dumb? Yeah. I wish the fucking woodcock would show up when they're supposed to. Because they're here now when you can't shoot them. Fucking Jews. Sorry to all the Jews. <laughs> I don't think he actually is, but... I don't... I don't 
I don't think I know a Jewish person, but personally. I do. You do? She's a very nice lady. She have the whole Yamaha? Yamaka? No. No? No. She's yeah. actually a nurse. I thought Jews had to wear the thing. I think that's just the dudes when they're in church. Hmm. Well, maybe I do know some Jews and I don't even know it because they don't make themselves known. Because they don't have the fucking yarmulke. It's entirely possible. Not that there's anything wrong with being Jewish. <laughs> the comments by Brent Ruff don't necessarily represent the views or opinions of HDF Podcasts. <laughs> I'm just going to let him keep digging a hole. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, what else we want to talk about? we got to get into turkey season, buddy. That's where I was kind of leading with that. I was going to say, if you're out of Pete's and you're calling in some turkeys and you see a rooster on the ground, too bad it's not legal to shoot it. I know. I know. <laughs> I think Pete would be pissed anyways. Don't shoot my birds. He literally said that. <laughs> Don't shoot my fucking birds, please, while I'm gone. <laughs> Don't worry. I think the coyotes already ate them all. But, but yeah, Fuck, there's a lot of coyotes out there, though. Did I tell you the last time? I'm not to get back on that train again, but... The last time I was out there, I, I literally did just go up there to grab something out of the blind. Yeah. And when I was walking back to the Jeep, it was right about sunset. There was three different groups of coyotes sounding off within like a two-mile radius. Well, it was, the hell was it, last Wednesday? Yeah, it was this last Wednesday. I was at the gas station like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And there was a coyote running right across the damn cornfield across the street. Broad daylight. Oh, out by uh, right Zach behind, and Chelsea's. yeah, behind Zach and Chelsea's. Like, what the? It's like I thought it was a domestic dog at first because it was so big. I mean, it's Baroda. Nobody probably would have blinked an eye if you just got your fucking gun out, put the bipod out, laid down Dude, in the parking lot. I was thinking about it, but it would have been like a four hundred <laughs> yard shot. Like I had it in the back of the truck too. I was like, oh, I need the three hundred eight for that one. <laughs> Not shooting that across the street, <laughs> right across traffic. <laughs> Let me just get 30 feet off the road or 30 yards off the oh, road shit. and lay prone in a cornfield with a 308 across from a gas station. Go talk to Gilberto. He's like, watch my truck. <laughs> Make sure nobody steals it. I got to go kill this dog. Gilberto. He's, he was talking. He's the gas station attendant. It's there in the mornings for those who don't know. I'm sure none of you do. But uh, he was talking about he just went and saw a cocaine bear. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, was it? Was it a was it a good movie though? At least I mean, like I know it's like a true story, but I think I mean obviously it's Hollywood. Oh, right? dude, they made a comedy out of it. Oh god, which I mean, fuck, it's hilarious, right? <laughs> cocaine, a bear eats a bunch of cocaine and kills everybody. Like, awesome. Yeah, but he didn't actually kill anybody in the real story. Did he kill anybody in the movie? Do you know? Oh I yeah, like he okay. See, that'd be awesome to watch. Except for the only thing he said, he was like, "I feel like they should have got a real bear." <laughs> <laughs> The problem with that is the real bear that did cocaine died like right away. Had a heart attack. Right, because that's a lot of that's a lot of fucking blow, even for a bear. I don't even think that it was a lot. I think he just broke open one of the packages and just insta heart attack. Well, think about a grizzly bear and his intensity. It was anyway. a black bear. It was a, oh, it was a black bear. Yeah, it was in the movie, it was Tennessee. A fuck- no, it's black bear. Really? Yep. Hmm. They just do really poor job with the CGI. Fucking CGI. Ruins everything. It's a low-budget film, dude. (laughs) It's called Cocaine Bear. Uh, uh, Who funded that? I have no idea, (laughs) but good for them. 
It's probably going to make a shit ton of money. It's probably somebody just did a line of blow and they're like, you know what? That sounds like a great fucking idea. Let's I've do heard it. this story once Send upon it. a time. Send it. <laughs> Roll it. Let's go. Would you rather fight a black bear on cocaine or a gorilla? Oh, a black bear on cocaine, 100%. Bear hands, bare knuckle fight. Yeah, because by the time he catches me, his heart's going to explode. Grizzly bear on cocaine or a gorilla. Grizzly bear. By the time he catches me, his heart's going to explode. They don't handle... That kind of... Assuming their heart doesn't explode. And they're just berserk. So you have a berserk gorilla on cocaine. Oh, no. And, that's, a, and a grizzly bear on cocaine. That's a hard one because the grizzly is going to kill you really fast. And the gorilla is probably going to rip you limb from limb and slam you on the floor over its head back and forth like the Hulk did to Loki and the Avengers. And he just ragdolled the at- shit out of you. Yeah, I think they're both good. I mean, they both suck, right? <laughs> I feel like... The grizzly bear would at least, like, rip your throat out or something quicker, right? Probably crush your skull. Uh, uh. Well, here's to hoping we don't ever run into either one of those things on cocaine. Cheers. Or at all. <laughs> yeah, you can tell we're running out of shit to talk about. All right, so we got... No, you haven't even gotten into turkey season, dude. You just keep skipping the damn thing. It's I'm like the s- main point. I'm not skipping it. I'm excited for it. You said you weren't that excited for it. Or it didn't seem like you were earlier. It almost hurt my feelings. As I was saying, I would rather that they just let me shoot them with a rifle. Yeah, no. You can do that in Wyoming, I feel like. Yeah. They just passed that. I think that's only in the fall, though. I don't think that's during spring. Yeah, because that could be that could end real bad. Somebody's yeah. out there calling with fucking decoys. Or people that are, yeah. like, trying to reap them. Out there with well, the exactly. fan, t- yeah. That which by that's, I think it's bullshit. Michigan can't do that. I think it's bullshit. You can't do that anywhere because if you can't tell that that's a person behind a tail fan, you shouldn't be shooting at it anyways. Thank you. Yeah. If I'm sorry, but if you're shooting at a tail fan and not a head, you're not going to kill the fucking bird anyways. Look, I can't help that the bird is stupid. And is, you know, convinced that I am a bird now because I have a feather fan in front of my bow and arrow or my shotgun because I'm a 230-pound man crawling behind it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's – I feel like if you can pull that off, fuck it. You know? Well, it's like weren't they making gobbling? It should be legal. Wasn't gobbling illegal in some states? I don't know. I thought there was talk about that. I can, I can see the reason, sort of, I guess, but that's bullshit. It's 100% all of it's bullshit, because if you're shooting at a sound, you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to. Take your right. fucking hunter safety. I heard a gobble from that we- that fucking bush. Boom! Right. Right. Yeah. That's how you kill your neighbor. Yeah. I, I like most of our neighbors. Yeah, most. There's a couple that, that wouldn't really bother me. It would bother me if I did it, but it wouldn't bother me if somebody else was like, oh, no, I I, I made a mistake. <laughs> Shot Danny in the face. <laughs> oh, speaking of Gizmo, he's laying out there sunning himself. It's your best friend, Bert. He's just laying on the deck being a good little kitty cat. 
Only reason I like that cat is because he thinks he's a dog. He does. 100%. And he's cool. And he kills mice. That's all he can ask for, right? Mine's like that too, though. I'm telling you, mine's just, it, it's a puppy. Right. What's your new, what's, what's your cat's name now? I forgot. Yeah, we'll just skip over that. It's not my cat anyways. It's Rhonda's cat. That's a sore subject, isn't it? It's retarded. So I thought she said that when you move out, you have to take the cat with you because it likes you more anyway. Yeah, no matter what cat she gets, it's going to like me more. All animals like me more than her. Pussy loves Taiki, can I say. (sighs) I'm just going to leave that alone. (laughs) That's probably for the fucking best. Well, my turkey season is going to be fucking awesome because... It There's sounds, a shit ton of birds around here. It sounds like we got a lot of people coming out for that. You're doing a little... Yes, we're doing our big cookout over here. Because uh, every year, right, it ends up being at the end of the day, everybody's like, we should just fucking cook out, right? Yep. And then everybody's that good. It's like last minute trying to get a hold of people, and it never happens. So this year, I got ahead of the game. and It was like, fuck it. We'll just do an opening day thing, and that'll give me a reason to stop hunting in the afternoon if I haven't shot in one yet. Right. Because that's the fucking problem. There's people that... Especially guys that are like new to turkey hunting, I've I've realized that, you know, or that they don't understand the sitting all right. day. Yeah, yeah, they're used to deer hunting for two hours at a time, and then you throw them in the turkey woods, and they're like all day, huh? All day, we're just gonna <laughs> just gonna sit here. But that's that's the cool thing about turkey hunting is you you can move around, you know, running and gunning. But the fucking thing that I've realized in my couple years of doing it is to not do that. That's my goal this year mm-hmm. is to just have the discipline to sit the fuck down. And stay in that spot. Because I do, I mean, a lot of scout scouting. Like, especially like the last two weeks leading up to the season. I got a pretty good fucking idea where they're roosting, where they're coming down, and where they're moving during the day. I'm kind of hoping to do that this year is just put them to bed the day before season and make sure I'm within 50 yards of where they're roosted. So I've realized, when we, we haven't talked about it on the air, but um, I've noticed like they're so habitual, like... You know, so where they're going to be at certain times of the year, because I mean, it's weird how it's like sometimes, right? Like in the in the in the fall, they like disappear out of this fucking place. We don't see them. But then, like every March, you know, or every February, I should say, you know, they start showing up across over there on that one intersection we were talking oh, about. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden, they kind of creep over here. And then by April, they're on this side. But I think it's because the days are getting longer, so they're roosting in different spots. Because all they do, they get down, they just move all day, right? Right. They're just foraging all day. So where they're starting their day from, so on and so forth. So I'm already banking on where I'm sitting without even scouting just because I have a fucking feeling where they're going to be because they've been there the last two years in a row. Yeah. I, same for me. I mean, I, I know there's, there's two spots. One of them conveniently happens to be where I deer hunt, and they seem to like to roost on my tree stand. So I'll just go sit under my damn tree stand. That it is against the law. I mean, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you were going to do that, but it is against the law to shoot them when they're roosted, right? Or no? Or is last, it just frowned upon? La, no, last I knew, you couldn't shoot them out of a tree. Okay, like the bird in the tree. Right, because they just changed the other law. Because it used to be you couldn't shoot them out of a tree with a shotgun. You could with a right. bow, but now with a shotgun. I feel like they changed that a couple years ago. And that, I have no idea. You're going to have to look into that, or I'll have to look into that. I could be wrong. If I am, look it up and call me a liar. But I, I swear they I swear they did that. Because 
when I first started turkey hunting, that's was my plan, right? Sit yeah. in my deer stand with a shotgun. Why not? But that's, that's part of the reason why the first time I ever went out after him, I used a bow because I was like, well, fuck, I could be in a tree and I could see better. Right. But turkey hunting is just a different – you don't want the – if you can see them, they can fucking see you too. So I don't believe that. Like last year, the first day I went out, I sat up just past where they normally roost and I got out a little late. They had already gotten down and I knew they were across the tracks. It's like, okay, well, I'll set up and I'll call them back. And ended up calling a hen in, and the hen was, like, three feet from my fucking boots and didn't fucking see me. Hmm. Didn't see or didn't care? Never looked directly at me. Mind you, I have one of the leaf suits, so I look like a bush. Okay. Well, I was... It's not a ghillie suit. It's It's a leaf suit, a mesh leaf suit that goes over your camo. What's the difference? Gillies have got the strings? Yeah, gillies are they're thicker, they're more matted and mm. it's strings. This is just a, a light see through leaf suit where it's got the just clipped out little Yeah, little cutouts or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Well shit you got that Snapchat. The other day there was three Jakes crossing through here. Right. And I was on my way out to the garage. I was like, hit him with a golf club. Right. But I mean I walked within fifteen feet of them. Their snoots shortened up, and they were obviously nervous, but I just, I thought that was a little strange. I'm like, I figured as soon as they, you know, saw the first inkling right. of something, they'd get the hell out of there or fly off like they normally do when you're Be like any them. normal bird that it's sitting in the driveway. You open the door, and they fly. It's like, oh. Yeah. Still, circling back, still fucking pissed off that I've been watching Saniel Cranes land across the road for a fu- over a week now. Well, I told you that God. that one spot spot out on uh, Madden Lake Road, there's that one swampy cornfield that coming home from work, I've been seeing gobs of them. The one day there had to be over 100 sandhills out there. The harder I looked, the more of them I saw because they're all like some are brown, some are gray. What I don't I, – so the dove thing, I mean, as much as it pisses me off, at least – I can kind of understand that because they're claiming, like, it's a songbird. I don't understand it at all. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm just saying at least they, I mean, I understand their argument, what what it is. Well, Not that I agree with it, which is also bullshit because every single box of shotgun ammo you buy in the state of Michigan has a fucking dove on it. Yeah. It's bullshit. I understand the Sandhill argument. Why? More than the dove argument because... They were shot into almost extinction. Well, so were fucking Canada geese. But they were brought back a lot so longer were turkeys. ago. They were all brought back a lot longer ago. The Sandhills in the last five years have just started showing up in these massive numbers. They've kind of been around for the last 15 years. But in the last five to ten is when they have really started to show up heavy. This year is the heaviest I've ever seen them in... Now is when they need to get on board with give it back to the feds, let you pay the duck stamp or whatever, put a season on it. They're migratory, have it federally regulated, just like ducks and geese. I mean, they're technically they are a waterfowl. It just it just drives me nuts that I mean, how many states can you not shoot them in? Do you know? I don't. Cause uh Illinois can you 
I don't. I think so, but I'm not sure. But we're not directly in the main flyway, which is why I think we got left I thought, out. I thought we were. I thought we were definitely in that. The, at least the northern part of the state. Maybe it used to be, but I don't think we are for where it was going now. Like Texas. Texas was the, one of the main spots in the U.S. I think they were the first ones to get a season. That makes sense. God bless Texas. But just because they all come from, like, take all of Canada and funnel that shit down into Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're all going to hit Texas. Yeah. So you've got the most, like, the highest population there. So, okay, let somebody go out and shoot three of them. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a season limit of three per person, not a daily limit. Are you talking about for here or for down there? You're for down there. That's what they did. They they did a, a three-bird limit. I don't know if it was seasonal or daily. Because well, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why, why not just put a, I mean, put a really small limit on it? Because I know you can get, like, block permits. I was just talking to uh, Nick the other day it about that. It is a pain in the ass to get a block permit for those. It didn't sound like it. It used to be. I don't know if it is now. Because he was talking. He's like, yeah, the, the guy that he deer hunts uh, over off of 12. Yeah. He was like. Yeah, I guess he, he had a, a permit for him, a, a depredation permit or a block permit, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And he was like, you know, I he let it he let it go last year or something. But he was like, fuck, I'll get it this year. Or maybe that's what it was. No, he had it. He never not had it. He just didn't put that kid, that kid's name on it. Okay. That's all it was. But I think it's still like a limit. There's only so many you can shoot because you're supposed to leave them. Fuck that. That's... That's wasteful. Frivolous. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. There's nobody I, nobody in my friend group would ever fucking shoot something, that, especially something like that, that you know tastes good. Right. You know, it's it's good table fare. You're never going to fucking well, just we don't, shoot and leave we don't it. know. All the people in Chicago could be full of shit. From, from what I just had that discussion with Nick the other day, it sounded like they still limit. Like you can, it's not many. Like you're, you're only supposed to shoot like five or something and you have to leave them lay and you can't, you can't harvest them. Right. Well, that's what I was, one of the local farmers I was talking to, it was five, 10 years ago when they first started showing back up and they're like, no, those birds, they will sit there and they'll go down the row that you planted. Like if you use a bean drill. I've been fucking watching them over here tear shit. I mean, that's a pick cornfield, not a huge deal. Right. It's picked, but like in the spring, if you go out and you plant beans with a bean drill and it's all in a line. Delete it. They'll go down the line and pick bean by bean by bean by bean. And they'll clear a fucking 10 acre field. Mm-hmm. in like two weeks then you just lost all that you got to replant yeah it, i don't get it so i mean they were talking about doing block permits for that or depredation permits and like yeah you know filled out about six seven pages of paperwork waited six weeks got a permit so i can now shoot one bird like oh well like i said that's like, retarded well, maybe I, you should get an air cannon so, especially like going through this whole poaching thing with uh, that dude that shot the turkey. Yeah. Like you come to realize like they have all these strict laws and shit in place, but like to, to have proof and enforce anything is a bitch, right? Yeah. I mean, because we were, we, I watched him fucking do the thing that he did. Yeah. You know, and the punishment he got was bullshit, for instance, just saying. So like a Sandhill situation, I have a tag. Say you never punch that fucking tag, you just keep fucking killing them. That's where I was going with it. Like, I'd probably, if if I was in that dude's situation, I would say, do you have a permit for that bird? Yep, I sure do. I see what you're saying with that. But at the same time, if it's... How are they going to catch you is what I'm fucking saying. If it's just for depredation and 
I, I agree with you on the it takes a lot for them to catch you. But to try and be legal beagle with it and all that, the state shouldn't be giving you a permit and saying, okay, you went through all that. You're having X amount of dollars in crop damage. We'll reimburse you for your crop damage, but you can only shoot five birds and you can't take them. You've got to leave them lay. Well, all you're doing there is feeding coyotes and wasting animals. At that point, if you're that scared of them being shot, why don't you say, nope, no permits. If they're stealing your crops, if they're ruining your fields, we're going to buy you air cannons that you can use for the season until your crops come up and just designate them to that farm. Don't mm-hmm. give people permits to shoot and leave lay. That bothers me. It's bullshit. And, oh, what the fuck? You, just, you said something that rang a bell with wolves. Oh, fuck, what was Feeding it? Feeding the coyotes? No, the reimbursement. So, oh, okay, yeah. So for if, crop damage. If, they, if they're going to reimburse you for crop damage for fucking sandhills, and you can't, sh- and you know, technically not supposed to shoot them. Well, like the wolves, like they don't reimburse you for your livestock getting lost, but you, they will out west. Not in Michigan, things are changing with the wolves, and I'm actually really, right. I'm not up to date, and I'm not claiming to be, but I mean, for the last like decade or two, it's been you know farmers are losing livestock, mm-hmm. and they literally can't even shoot. If they walk out and see a pack of wolves tearing apart their fucking calf, they can't do anything besides shoot a gun in the air and hope they run away. If oh, yeah. if you do it the legal beagle way, and that I I disagree with that as well. That's where, which is bullshit. If you're gonna say, hey, you can't shoot the wolf, cool. How many thousands of dollars are you gonna give me for that calf I just lost? In out west, they were doing that. That's I mean that's awesome. I'm glad they were, but you can hunt them out west now in most states, right? Yeah, and I that's probably why I fucked this. I'm tired of paying for shit. I don't know if that's ever going to change in Michigan or not. I hope it does. I don't know. Did they? I'm so out of the loop with the wolf thing anymore. You know what the biggest problem is? I'm going to offend probably none of our listeners, but anybody new or anybody that was at uh, comedy night. It's because we're a fucking blue state. If we were a red state, that wouldn't be a damn problem. Oh, they're costing Thanks. you money? Kill it. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, the fucking blue state. Got it. Reminds me of that fucking meme. The t-shirt. The t-shirt. This is my new blue shirt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a yeah. It's a red t-shirt with two <laughs> two or three little blue splotches. Look at my new blue shirt. God. <laughs> Get That's me on that. Not getting into politics on this. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> but That's for later in the garage when we're drunk eating gumbo. Right. Oh, that sounds good. Which oh, we yeah. can wrap we can wrap this up here any minute now. We've been going for over almost an hour and a half. Fucker. Sprite's gonna shoot me in the face. I am still so sorry about that. That was an I was gonna try and shoot you in the dick, but your bottle was in the way. Oh, I got That's a pretty small target. I gotta piss anyway. Probably would have ended up shooting that little squirt if he got me in the fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anything else we need to cover? No, I think we're good. Just wanted to keep it kind of short and sweet this time. Get back in touch with you guys. Sorry it's been so long. Yes. Shut this thing off and go fucking make some gumbo. Oh yeah, some wild game gumbo. Mm -mm -mm. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you later.